This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages to the winners coming Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Razor, and I'm here with Isis, Corey Smith, Corey Thone, and tonight our special guest is the editor-in-chief of Winners Coming, Dan the Man Selkie. Dan, how are you doing this evening? Uh, fantastically, Razor. How are you? I'm doing great, man, and thanks for asking. Nobody ever asked me how I'm doing. I'm always trying to be nice to everybody else, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you asking. No um, I'll try to get back. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> you care about me, Isis, and you know you do. Um, before we tonight, we're going to be talking about spoilers and leaks. We haven't really had anything all year long. It's Ooh. been uh, a drought. There's been some, some, some ridiculous supposed spoilers and leaks to hit the free folk uh, subreddit. But last week, um. The reliable leaker, Freaky Doctor, dropped in an episode one, uh, I guess you could say line-by-line line leak that he claims is absolutely legit. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. And so if you don't want spoilers, please turn around now and go listen to History of Westeros because it's in the top ten best Game of Thrones podcast and we aren't. We're not bitter about it. Anyway. Um, damn. God damn them. Anyway. Uh. Before we get into it, Dan, today, more photos came out for Season 8. And on Take, yeah. the Black, Take the Black Live, in case you guys don't know, which you probably already do, because out of the both, out of two podcasts on Winners Coming, we're second rated. Take the Black Live is always number one. <laughs> but um, Dan has talked about a little bit of a, what do you call it, photo fatigue right now, Dan? Is, is, it, is it flooding the market right now? No, photos are fine. Um, yeah, I don't have them with pictures. I mean, listen, th this is a problem that is exclusively a problem for people who write about Game of Thrones all day and fantasy stuff on Wick, is that there are just a lot of interviews coming out. You know, I mean, all, all publications, like, interview these people back when. Now they're allowed to put them out. It's frustrating for me to cover it all. I don't, I <laughs> don't really think it's like a problem that most people have, so I, was, I wasn't planning on complaining about it. But if you're interested, for me, it's vexing to get to all of this stuff. But you, whoever's listening, you go about your day and have a good time. It kind of seems like they're piling on, like, here three weeks out. And they're well, of course just they are. Dumping, like, it's like a big, massive dump 
of uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a massive dump. It's a uh, massive info dump of Game of Thrones season eight, and really, it just seems like they're kind of showing us what's going to be happening in the first couple episodes. And I guess you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, we're not really seeing anything conclusive, really. I mean, I think the only thing we've seen in any of the promotion, well, photos or even the trailer, was that Barak uh, and uh, Tormund are alive. So. They haven't really shown us anything at all, which I'm kind of happy about. Um, so, and we talked about this our last podcast, but well, you know, you, you also, but you also missed that that Shuri's dead as well. Oh no, no, no! no. I'm sorry, oh. that's Avengers. I'm sorry, that that was Avengers. My bad. Avengers, we got to continue on. We got Avengers falling. So, um, let's get right into the fun. We're going to play a little game I like to call Bullshit or Legit. So I'm going to ask my illustrious panel here um, what they think of some of the these uh, this leak for episode one. And um, they're going to get their opinions. So here we go right away. It starts off, Freaky says that uh, Varys and Tyrion are arriving at Winterfell. Tyrion makes a joke about Varys' uh, genitals or lack thereof. Um, and I'm going... How many times do we have to have this joke where Tyrion makes fun of the fact that Varys doesn't have his twig and berries? Like, I don't, I don't understand. But it also strikes to me that it's kind of a very, like, if you're going to be leaking something and you leak that there's a joke about genitalia in, in, the, in the opening of the episode, that's really, like, um, it's kind of nail on the head, spot on stuff that if it doesn't happen, then he's then Freaky Doctor has completely, I don't know, I guess ruined his name, right? Like, uh, Phone, what do you, 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 you've been here watching Freaky Spoilers since last year, right? We read about him last year. Starting this, uh, the episode off with a joke like that, it's got, it's either going to hit or it's not, and then we'll know if Freaky's a liar. What do you think? I, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't get the point, I guess, of making up something like that. It's completely, you know, unnecessary. Like, there's the only game there is, I guess, would be to to troll people. But if he was going to do that, honestly, if if I was going to mess with people, I would get the stuff in the first half of the episode right, tell people like all these things that were going to hit, and then you know, at the end of the episode, be like, yeah, and then uh, Danny has her dragons eat Arya alive, and <laughs> and everybody's. A good idea. Yeah, and then so like the three fourths of the episode, every spoil like every spoiler was nailed. Like, but, oh, he did make the, the the no genitalia joke about various and and this and then my God, they're gonna eat Arya, and then in the end it doesn't happen. You know that, <laughs> but but you know he, I don't he didn't do anything too crazy. There weren't really any crazy leaks, I don't think, from episode one. So except for the though. yeah, except for the stuff the the you know groundwork they're laying for the overall leaks that we've already kind of talked about. So. Well, and there's a couple of big things in here that if they don't happen, then I mean, there's a couple of setups in here. Like, let's let's I'll skip around a little bit, but Isis, let me let me get to you on this point. This, you, I'm sure you read it. We talked about it last week a little bit in our little chat box. But Jon Snow is going to ride a dragon in Episode One, according to this leak. He's going to, and this is going to be before the reveal that he's actually Aegon Targaryen. So Danny, Danny's gonna. Take John out to Drogon and Rhaegal, who are 
who've been kept outside of Winterfell, the Dothraki are watching over the dragons because they're because they are used to them by now, I guess, more than anybody else, apparently, according to this leak. And um Danny's gonna kind of basically dare to get the back of Rhaegal because two dragons versus one is better than one on one, I guess. So what do you think, Isis? Bullshit or legit? Jon Snow rides a dragon in episode one of season eight. Well, I'm going to have to go to legit to quit. Absolutely. I b- totally believe it. It needs to happen. If it's going to happen, we only have so many episodes. Let's get that motherfucker on a, di- on a dinosaur, on a fucking dragon, and <laughs> let's get this party started already. Let's go. Because we don't have this much. We don't have time to just pussyfoot around the fact that he's a Targaryen or that he can ride a dragon or he would be able to dry, uh, uh, ride a dragon. Let's just get it over with. And so I'm all for it. I totally believe it. By the way, that's what I call myself when I drive my car is driving a dragon. So we can keep that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dan, is that kind of a huge kind of reveal to be doing in episode one? Like, is that something, like, I I kind of expected it to happen. Like, I, I've always wanted John, and I thought Regal being the fact that Regal's named after his own, by John's father, it, it's a perfect uh, setup for John to ride Regal. But I kind of thought it might happen, like, episode two or three, or I don't even know, maybe four, I don't know. But I guess the fact that the big battle is going to start in episode three, it makes sense that John's got to practice, right? Yeah, it makes enough sense, sure. Why not get it out of the way? Um, I'm actually more curious about uh, the rest of that, and for, for you, Isis, because I, I know you're a fan of, of Jon Snow, Cinnamon Bun Man, whatever. Um, the rest of that spoiler was they go up, like, they fly. Jon flies Rhaegal, they fly around for a while. I'm sure it'll be very how-to-train-your-dragon spectacular, swooping and everything. And then they get down, and they make out. Are you into that, Isis? Okay, so there's a part <laughs> of me that is totally down for it, and then there's another part of me that goes, can we just get the fucking fighting? Like, can we get to that part? So, so yes, you know, the, the, the fangirl in me for my, my beautiful little cinnamon bun, too precious for this world, um, absolutely <laughs> want him to be knocking boots um, with Danny, not his aunt. I'm trying to scrub that from my mind. And, it's going to um, Yeah, it's going to be really, really hard. But still, I, I yes, I, I want it to be like, you know, how to train your dragon, i.e. like the Aladdin where they're on the rug and it's a whole new world. Yes. In my it mind. feels like a little bit. Yes. That's, that's in my mind. A whole new world. Yes. That's where I'm going with this. Um, and I'm, I'm totally fucking digging it. But on the flip side of that, I'm thinking we are pressed for time, people. I'm looking at my watch going, let's hurry this up. Gotcha. So I'm, well, I'm on the fence. I'm actually on the fence on this one. What I like about it, about the about the makeout stuff, is that, I mean, it does seem kind of like a whole new world Aladdin cheesy to me. But the fun, the, the thing that makes it work to me is that you know they're gonna have it, and in the background is always this thing, but they're related, and they're gonna find out. And I like the fact that they can make it really cheesy, only to drop <laughs> the thing later, where it's gonna be. You thought you thought that it was a Disney movie. Oh no! It's like the the worst kind of thing possible. So, yeah, I, it's, I like that. It's like, like your it's like your nightmares, you know. And then they like come back from that euphoric. It, it's like so it's so fan fiction. So you know they come back. It totally from is. 
Yeah, so like the euphoria of like just making out or doing the McNasty, like and then the air or whatever. Yes, yes, like so, like again, you know, like on the rug, on the dragon, it's really, really crazy. You know, it's, just it's totally crazy. fan fiction, but with the the caveat of, and you're related and have to fight each other for the throne. So that that's the fun part. Does this make Sam a poo or what, or a boo? <laughs> no, I was gonna say. This in this scenario, John is Jasmine. If, if yes. Being, yes. Of course, he is way hotter than her. So. Well, there's Absolutely that, but also, Jasmine. but also, John is the newcomer to the flying contraption, experiencing the whole new world that Danny has and Blaine, been. Rain is totally the genius. Yeah. And Blaine instead is- of instead of uh, Jasmine having a tiger, she has a uh, a ghost dog uh, that we may or may not see. Yeah. Which then, I mean, you know. um, I guess that makes Bran the genie, and yes. Iago is Davos Seaworth. Uh, ooh, yeah. No, Iago's got to be like Bart. I, I'm digging, dude. <laughs> yes. I'm digging this cross pollination of fan fiction between Aladdin and Game of Thrones. I'm down for it. Let's yeah. yes, cosign. Uh, no, seriously, I think that that's what date. You know what Dan's hitting on is. Is really, you know, it's going to heighten that whole situation even higher when they go, yeah, they drop that damn nuclear bomb and say, like, you know, hey, y'all are related. And not only that, Danny, you thought you were the queen? Nah, not really. Uh, which would is going to make, you know, when that drop that bomb drops, I think Sansa is going to have the biggest shit-eating green grin, and I guarantee <laughs> you, she's going to tap into her inner Cersei and be like, I'm going to need a drink for this. Well, that brings me to the next point, and great segue. Um, Sansa, in according to this leak, is not happy that John bent the knee to Danny, and she's going to question him about his reasons why he bent the knee. Um, so, like, he did it for love, or he did it for help fighting the army of the dead, whatever. Um, phone. This leak also says that John is going to ask Arya for help with with Sansa. Um, and then we've had an article come out where um, it was with Macy Williams and Sophie Turner where they talk about Macy uh, said that Arya doesn't actually like the fact that John Bentony either. Uh, so h- how do you think this is going to roll if John asks Arya for help? His favorite sister, by the way, is his favorite sibling. Um, and what if she turns him down and is like, no, no, I don't, I, I don't like her either. We got to get rid of her. I don't think that she's going to turn John down for help. I think she's going to trust John and his judgment. She's going to have her reservations as well. They all will of a Targaryen as they should, you know, being Starks. But I, I think that. Very similar to last season where they tried to make us think that Arya and Sansa were going to, you know, have a fight or whatever for for Winterfell. And they did a really bad job of making us think that because all of us were like, this is stupid. (laughs) And uh, this is going to be easier because it's going to be Danny versus, you know, the Stark girls, I guess. Um, Or not just the Stark girls, be everybody. Um, But John, everybody's going to be skeptical. Uh, but I think, I think they'll turn around on, on that. I don't know. I don't think it'll, I don't think they'll lead that on too long. I do think that the, 
you know, the revelation of who they, who John actually is will cause strife between Danny and John. But I don't see, I don't see Sansa pulling too much of a little finger and trying to like get in there and take advantage of it or whatever. So do you not buy, um, Sansa versus Danny, um, in season eight? Is it more of like a first time meeting type thing? They don't really like Sansa doesn't really trust her or like her, but, but as the season progresses, maybe she learns to like Danny. Or do you think, like a lot of people are saying, uh, Sansa's going to try to pull the ultimate power move and do something to get rid of Danny? Or she's going to well, fight? Well, if she does with... that, then we know how Sansa dies. So <laughs> I don't. But exactly. I, I personally think that Sansa, they're like I said, they're all obviously going to be wary of the Targaryen. But. I think that Sansa and Danny will have a lot to, I mean, obviously we're limited on time, but, you know, have them pour some wine and talk about their shared past. <laughs> and uh, I think that they will have a lot to, a lot in common. I think they're both, you know, they've both overcome so much. They've both, you know, uh, have had uh, tough times in the past, we'll say. So they're both survivors. And I think they, you know, I, I don't think Sansa has aspirations for the Iron Throne. I think she wants Winterfell. Like, I think she, I and not like wants it to rule it with an iron fist. It's home, and she has no hard plans to leave it again, you know, anytime soon. And so, didn't I don't know. She say, didn't she say in season seven, if I remember, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but like, she never wanted to, she should have never gone south. She should have stayed home. Like, yeah, yeah she, not all she, them. That's the start that. thing. It was a mistake. Well, good. I, so, yeah. I I think it's good that um, there's got to be a, a a a come to Jesus meeting or a come to Rolor meeting, whatever the fuck you want to say, uh, between between the power females of this uh in this certain area of the show in Winterfell, because you've got Arya, you've got Sansa, you've got Danny's going to be there. And then you've got like you know Sansa's backed up by Brienne. Um, there's there's a lot of things Leanna's going on. Lyanna's not too. I I heard a spoiler that Lyanna Mormont's not too happy about this situation either. That was my next thing, and this is what's going to be so fun. And I was gonna, uh, Isis, let me let me bring this to Smith real quick, real quick, and we can all chime in on this. But the leak says that Lyanna Mormont gets really pissed, like she's not happy about a Targaryen being in Winterfell. And how they elected John, the, or they they made John king in the north, and Jorah Mormont's gonna try to calm Lyanna down. Now, if I was a betting man, I would bet I would put a I would put a hundo on the fact that Lyanna would would bitch slap Jorah like a backhand to Jorah. But I want to know how you think that's gonna go down, Smith. Yeah, Lyanna versus Jorah. No, I think you're 100 percent right because. I think I think Leon's gonna bring up the fact like listen, you betrayed our house, you brought shame on our house, you were trading slaves and got exiled to Essos, and now you wanna come back here and try and tell me what to do. Like, she's not gonna have that for freaking one second. Um and yeah, I think we kinda saw last year when or last year, last season, because it was more than a year ago, um, all the northern lords kind of disagree with John going south. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's going to change just because Danny shows up. Um, I, 
but I do think that this is going to get settled a lot faster than that whole Sansa, Arya, Littlefinger thing from last year. Just because we know episode three is the big battle, right? Right. So they don't have a whole lot of time to screw around with that because by the time episode three comes around, it's time for war. So I think we're going to have all this kind of settled or at least put on the back burner um, for that episode. And then after that, we're, you know, going downhill on the roller coaster and we're not going to have a lot of time for, I think, what really is kind of a minor plot, right? I guess. I mean, I I just don't. I mean, like, okay, we don't really get along. Wah wah wah. Like, okay, but like, they're not actually gonna fight. So what are we talking about? And let's you be know honest. I mean, Jorah's not gonna make it out of the Battle of Winterfell. Let's all just let's all just make peace. Yeah, with it he's, right now. he's definitely gonna die. Yeah, he's point, he's yeah. a he's a goner. He's yeah, he's not he's not. I mean, it. I do disagree a little bit though. I I, I mean. Danny versus Sansa, no, that's not going to happen. But I do think that once the whole parentage thing gets out, like, I wonder if... I'm pretty sure they're going to lose that giant battle. Pretty damn sure. Because it's episode three, there's still three to go. I think, you know, the, the good guys have to lose first to like so they can kind of triumph in the end. Right. I wonder if it'll be... They'll lose because they're too busy fighting. That'll be like the takeaway, the lesson kind of thing. We'll be prepared enough or something. And also, I think it's not just Sansa versus Danny. It's going to be, we'll learn that they're both, that Jon's an heir to the Iron Throne. Daenerys already is an heir to the Iron Throne. And I'm looking forward to seeing characters take sides. Like, I'm not saying they're going to put the armies or anything, but I, I think that should be and will be a thread throughout the season that they'll have to deal with and might interfere with them trying to fight the White Walkers, which is kind yeah. of in keeping with, with, with the show the whole time. The whole thing has been the entire show. We're not dealing with the White Walkers because we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves. But see, the, and I think it makes sense to do it in this kind of smart. Like, why should that stop now? But the only thing with that is, is we've seen like Danny's forces lining up to defend Winterfell, and we've seen like we've seen them all all sides of that potential argument or whatever you want to call it defending Winterfell. So I just feel like I don't know that it'll end up being a big deal out. They're not a big deal, but I, I just don't. Th- I think it's going to matter the most to John and Danny, but I think it'll they'll keep it between the two of them, and it, I don't think it's going to spread. Uh, I, don't I don't think that's. I don't think that can be kept between the two of them. Not a secret. I'm saying like I think that the the impact of it is going to is going to be mainly between the two of them, and I don't see because we see Grey Worm lining up, we see Jorah lining up, we see Brienne fighting, obviously we see John fighting, so. They're all fighting at Winterfell, right? So, to me, that says they're not necessarily the two sides, if you want to call John. I agree with Smith. It's going to be resolved by episode two. I mean, for the most part. It's it's going to be resolved. I tell you right now, it's going to be resolved, for the most part, whenever the White Walkers show up at the latest. I say nay. I mean, I'm not saying that that, that, that they're not going to... Like they're going to be together enough to fight an existential crisis that threatens all of humanity, but I expect the division to be a prominent theme throughout the whole season. At least I'm hoping it will be. Like yeah. that, 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 that to me is more interesting than we resolve it by episode two. Yeah, I I agree with I'm with Dan on this one. I think I think it's a great storyline to have. Like, you know, yeah, of course they're going to be fighting on one side against the army of the dead, 
but there's going like maybe there's mistrust now. Like maybe you know if John's parentage comes out and everybody knows about it by by episode two, um, there's going to be some mistrust. Obviously, the the Northern Lords don't trust uh, anybody from the South, especially Targaryens, and the fact that John has forced basically forced Danny down their throat by bringing her to Winterfell. Letting her sit because we've got photos of her sitting at the main table, looking very mean she, and very she upset. Not pleased, she is not pleased. So you know somebody's calling her out on her shit at that meeting. So you wait know, a minute, wait a minute, calling her okay. I I I'm not. I don't think I need to defend Danny, but holy shit, <laughs> de- defending you know calling her out on her shit. I mean, are we? What exactly are they calling her out on? I mean, being I guess a Targaryen, yeah, so her dad being a bad guy is what they're going to call her out on. The Pretty North much. remembers. The North remembers. I'm not saying it's going to be fair. It's not going to be fair, but I, I'm hoping at least that there's a lot of conflict throughout the whole season. But I could be wrong. They might resolve it all. No, I, I mean I don't think I you're. I don't think that you. Uh, I think it would make for a better show if there was a, a lot more conflict. I think you know. I think there's going to be two sides of this conflict. First, the first conflict is is that John bend the knee. They're going to be really super pissed off about that, right? Then, when they find out that oh no, John, you're a Targaryen and you are actually the rightful heir, you should be the the king or whatever. Then there's going to be the the whole dynamic is going to turn around and go no, this is a problem between Danny and John. You know what I mean? So. Right. I, I think that's where the dynamic is going to change there. Yeah. And then, you know, Danny could most certainly say, well, I'm taking my fucking dragons and my unsullied and I'm taking them home. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and she could just go ahead and jet out if she wanted to. She's not. No. But sure. but I, I really feel like that's where this whole thing is going to play out is that they're they're going to this is going to be throughout the whole entire series. Um, but they're going to still have to fight these wars, and, and yeah, some of them they're not going to win. Like, because I think that makes it a better show. I mean, that that makes it a show I want to watch. Is that these internal conflicts is what prevents them from elevating themselves to where they need to be. Yeah, and, that's what I see. Uh, yeah, and and I love that. I think that makes for a better show than than they just go ahead and they you know they just will it and make it happen. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is. This whole internal thing is going to um, is going to be a, a theme throughout the whole thing. But I really, really want to see because uh, we know what's going to happen is when Danny. Because I think one thing that's going to come up is the fact about um, Danny burning uh, what's his name's uh, oh, yeah. dad's we're gonna, brother. We're going to get yeah. to that in a second. Absolutely, well, that's I'm trying to good. give you a segue here, dude. Well, phone, phone, <laughs> I'm feeding got a them to you. I'm feeding them to you. I want to hear Thun's counterpoint to this. It's not a counterpoint. I, I'm doubling down and agreeing with ISIS that okay. I'm disagreeing with you know the two people who kind of run this place. So I um, <laughs> anarchy. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm with ISIS. I'm I'm totally with ISIS. That's that's Man, my that opinion is, expressed better. Yeah, I just I, Smith and ISIS both said it. We don't really have the time for them to play around with the distrust. I think the distrust is going to it's going to rise in the initially with Sansa and Arya in the north and yeah there's going to be a uh you know town hall meeting where everybody yells at Danny 
and John will vouch for her, and Tyrion will probably try to vouch for her, and they'll be like, shut up, imp, you know, you're a kinslayer or whatever. And it's it's going to be kind of, you know, and then Sansa's going to be like, Tyrion was really kind to me. And it's just going to be like this circular thing where everybody just, nobody really gets a resolution on that. And then actions will be the thing that bond them together. Danny getting to communicate with people one-on-one while she's, you know, around Winterfell. Uh, and then the fight's going to happen. And well, probably before the fight. Uh, maybe in episode one, if I remember correctly, from the leaks or whatever, John and Danny are going to find out who they are, and that's going to be the next res. That's going to be the next conflict. It's going to move on from Sansa and Air and Arya, you know, distrusting San- uh, Danny to Danny now wondering what John thinks, what he all that crap. Um, and I think I think we all would probably agree that John's going to be like, I don't want the Iron Throne. <laughs> yeah. Know? He never wants anything. He never he never wants any of that. And so that's gonna end that conflict as well. And then the conflict's gonna be, but do I wanna bang my, my aunt? And it's gonna be like, No, I shouldn't do that. And then she's gonna be like, But look at this bod. And they're gonna be like, You're right, we should <laughs> Should I bang my aunt? But the so. sex is really good. But should I? Really <laughs> You've already done it, so I mean, once you, it's like you know, I've already done heroin. Just keep doing heroin. Fuck it, you know, just go with it. But it's, yeah, that's. So I I tend to agree with Isis and Corey that this conflict will happen faster, and that the whatever happens after the Battle of Winterfell will be the one the conflict that rides us to the to the finale, if you will. Because I don't think it'll be there. I, I think that the Realm One stuff will be sorted out by Episode Three. Okay. Um, uh, one more real, real fast point. I mean, I think I agree with you guys more than you think. It's just, I think the the distrust of Danny will roll right into the we are both rivals for the throne. Technically, mm-hmm. I think you take that distrust and then you turn it into supporting John's claim over Danny's. Like I, I think those conflicts are kind of the same thing, and I expect them. I hope that they will kind of ride out the whole season. And, okay. Yeah, because because I and he, again I'm I'm on I think we're all kind of on the same side of this. Just there's a little bit of a different skewed view here. Is I think that that mistrust will lead to one of John's epic speeches, right? Like, oh god, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's gonna happen in episode four. You know, maybe lose the battle. <laughs> <laughs> None of it matters, but it, um. <laughs> They're going to have. Why did he become guys? Billy Connolly? Oh no, man! I know, right? <laughs> Terrible impersonation. I don't care. Um, but no, uh, but I, I think it's going to be. I think it'll be more of a private conversation because, again, I think it. He's gonna. He's gonna spend the beginning part of the season, uh, trying to convince everybody else that they should follow Danny, and then he's gonna spend the the rest of the season on like basically trying to come to terms with his new parentage um, and then, um, you know, and then working with Danny to, to make this, you know, instead of just him being the key king that they, they're going to rule together. You know what I mean? Which that's where I think he's going to go. And he's going to be like, you know what? I don't have to be the king. I can, I mean, again, this is all shit. I'm coming up off my head and probably fan fiction, but I, I, that's where I think it's going to happen is that it's going to be the second part of this is going to be more intimate. It's going to be between him and Danny. Well, let's get to that to that point about John learning who his parents are. So in this leak, according to this leak, uh, Danny's going to meet Sam. 
Samuel Tarly, and um, she's going to tell him that uh, she had to burn his father because he would not bend the knee. And Sam's going to be basically like, eh, he deserved it. He was a dick. And then she's going to tell him, well, yeah, and then I burned your brother. And then Sam's going to be all upset, have it shed a tear, and and then, like, go and tell John not to trust Annie. She can't be the queen. You're the king, and here's why. Um, this also leads to another thing that Bran is throwing off the responsibility for telling John his parentage to Sam, according to this leak. Uh, Dan, bullshit or legit? Uh, inaccurate. I don't recall that part <laughs> from the leak. I'm sorry, I don't. Um, I recall that they tell them together, don't they? In the crypts? Uh, well, it, it's basically... Where did I... I'm look, looking at it right here. Basically, he tells... like Sam I mean, it's all hearsay down. anyway. But... It's all hearsay, basically. But Bram has the chance to tell Dan... Uh, John. Dan. <laughs> he has a chance to tell John who his parents are. Uh, because they have their reunion and all that stuff, and he never does. And then Sam is the one that comes down to the crypts while John is visiting either your Ned or Liana statue, and Sam breaks the news to him. I guess maybe I'm reading yeah, into a little bit. Yeah, that part is. And I, I, I recall the bit where Sam, at least from the translation of the Spanish-speaking spoiler person who may be telling the truth, I, I'm pretty sure he is, that, yeah, the, the key point to me was Sam saying that uh, kind of pushing... Not just telling John he's the heir of the Iron Throne, but that you should probably be the king because this lady burned my brother, and I'm, and I'm not cool with that. So that that's kind of why I think, like to your point, Isis, that I'm sure John would like to keep it private between him and Danny and to work together. I'm not sure other people are going to want it that way, and I don't think the secret stays between them or can stay between them. And that's where I'm seeing the conflict coming up. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Plus, you know, if Sam knows, Gilly knows. And Gilly will just blissfully tell everybody everything. And Sansa will find out somehow. And she'll push it for John. Wait a minute. Where did you come up with that? That that Gilly (laughs) is a fucking, like, you know, oh, girl, girl. Did you hear? Gilly's not a gossip. Gilly just likes to tell you. Did you hear this? Oh, hell no, girl. They're on. And nephew, it is so fucking nasty. Oh my god! No, let you, me tell you. No. Yeah, let me let me tell you how I see it, how I see it happening. If, if Gilly's the one that breaks it to everybody, like they're all sitting down to eat dinner, and Gilly just happily says, "Hey, I think what you and John are doing is cool. I had sex with my dad, and that's why I have my son today. So hey, good good oh, on." Oh, that that is so horribly wrong. She knew what was going on to her. I'm going to have to stand up for Gilly at this point. She knew what was going yeah, on. I'm not I'm copacetic. Not Hold not on a second. Mm, I, I'm, I mean, I, I like her as a character, but I feel like I need, I need to save her, uh, speak up for her and stand up for her. That poor Gilly girl, man. Okay. So, so no, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with, um, with Dan. I don't think, I think he would want to keep it private. The fact that they're family they're that they're related, but there's no way in hell that's gonna, that's gonna fly. And, um, I, I, I see varies cause varies is there. He is going to be, if anybody's going to find out something or sniff out something, it's going to be varies. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. going to be the one who's going to be like, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. I totally see it. I mean, 
or Sam leaks it because he's the one who's angry. Like I, I can see John being like, "Don't tell anybody." I, I, I want to work with her, and Sam's being like, "No, I, 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 she killed my brother. I'm going to force this issue somehow." So he maybe tells Varys or tells Sansa or something. It's going to get out somehow. The drama is too good for it not to get out. Oh, it's juicy as shit. But but my thing is this: is that as as loyal as Sam has been. And I, granted, I understand that was his brother. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he loved his brother, because his brother treated him like shit, too, um, and had no problem with his brother getting sent up to Castle Black. So I don't know where the loyalty is there, really. Um, his sister, I can see that. His mother can see that, but don't really understand the loyalty to his brother. But, I, you know, to go back from that, um, I, I don't I just don't know. I, I feel like. His loyalty to John is more than his loyalty to his his own family, to to his brother and his dad. You're, I could you're be right. Wrong. Like um, again, like we don't have all the information. I mean, yeah. and oh, you're right. Just, I mean, I, I don't know everything. Fan fiction here. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally. I'm trying to get to a point where it gets out because I will bet all the money I have that it does get out somehow. I, I don't know quite how. Sam could be a part of it. No, he's Sam. Like he doesn't maliciously do it, but maybe he is a little looser than usual because of his anger. Varus hears something. Or, one thing he's doing. What, what if we see a heel turn on by Sam? Sam Sam turns heel. He gets pissed off and like starts leaking everything to everybody. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, I don't know, but I I I could probably see that it's um, Brand doing it because yeah. he sees it as in the future. This is something that needs to happen. That this secret needs to get out. It, it doesn't need to stay trapped because if it does stay trapped, then what needs to happen in the future is not going to happen. I can very well see that as well. Well, I want to talk <laughs> and about him just oh, fucking say it like all nonchalant and be like, yeah, you know, John's banging his aunt, right? Yeah, he's the rightful king. <laughs> and just real nonchalant and shit. Or. I, they tell John, and Varys is literally in the crypt behind a statue, with his <laughs> ear up against a wall. Listening. I would love that. I would be. I would live for that. That'd be great. That would be amazing. Um, I want to talk about some stuff that's going on in King's Landing, but before we do, speaking of fan fiction, um, this leak also says that there's some sexual tension between Arya and Gu- because he called, and uh, yeah, and uh, she, you know. Remember, she she didn't like that back in season two and all that. She didn't like to be called my lady, but he kept doing it to get under her skin. And and also it says this leak says that Arya takes her Valyrian steel dagger to Gendry and he reforges it into a spear or some kind of a stave with because she wants something better to fight the dead with. And we saw in that trailer that she's like a whirling dervish with a with a staff. So um, Smith, what do you think about taking that Valyrian steel dagger and attaching it to a spear and giving Arya a little bit of a reach. Sounds like a terrible idea. What? Uh, They put it on a wooden pole. It's going to get snapped off in like three seconds. And then there goes your Valyrian steel dagger. Plus, I I just feel like she's going to keep that close to her because she works better. I I mean, I know we saw her with the staff when she was in the house of black and white, but I think she works better up close. I don't think she's going to want to attach it to a whatever. I could see them giving her a, a dragon glass spear 
you know, just putting that drag, uh, the obsidian on there, but I don't think they're going to really modify the, the dagger too much. Um, but I don't know. I guess, well, this, I mean, either this way. Is one, this is one of those points that if it doesn't happen, because this is one of those specific points that they talk about reforging the, the, the Valyrian steel dagger into a spear. So, yeah, I mean, well, they talk about how nobody really knows how to forge Valyrian steel. So where the hell did Gendry well, learn how to do it? Well, actually, actually, um, just saying. Gendry's, Gendry's master was the only guy in the books was the only guy who knew how to reforge Valyrian steel. Didn't so, he also do Oathbreaker? Yes. Gendry's master yes. and, and the other sword. So he might have taught Gendry. Might have taught Gendry how to do Valyrian steel. Gendry was just learning how to do a helmet back then. You're a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Set and match. I guess if anything, I if I don't see him reforging it. I could. I guess I could see them attaching it to a spear somehow. Uh, but as far as just like melting it down and reforging it, I don't think Arya would want that done, even if he could do it. So. Um, I definitely buy the sexual tension between Gendry and Arya, though. That is definitely going to happen when they see each other again. Because um, Gendry is always, look, every time we see him, he doesn't have a shirt on. And he's, you know, banging stuff with a hammer. And Arya is going to be like, yep, want some of that. Oiled up, shirtless Gendry with uh, an older, much more mature uh, Arya. I so, am yeah. fucking here for it. I knew you were going to say that. I, I am here that. for it. Sign me up. Um, I am freaking here for all the sexual tension. Uh, I, I, I'm game for it. I mean, hell, after freaking being on the ocean and, and trying to get to land for so many damn years, I, I, I want him to get a little bit of action. Um, you know, and I, and I say that just, you know, being trying to be funny but at the same time yeah i mean i think it would make the drama of if them getting together and then something happening to either one of them even ratchet up the the drama even that much more you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. you know i think that they're going to play on our emotions you know kind of like have these longingly looks at at each other and everything and then you know one of them is going to die and oh crap you know they killed you know, Gendry, because that's, come on, let's be honest, that's who's going to die. And, um, and, and you know what, I'm all here for him to forge something for his lovely lady. Um, and I, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's absolutely great. It just really, even if they don't really do anything except for look at each other. Um, and, and for, to be honest, for Game of Thrones fans, that is enough. Because if, you, I mean, look at our favorite Ginger and our favorite blonde. They have done nothing <laughs> other than, you know, uh, what's his name, look at her and go, oh, yeah, she's, you know, fucking fine and stuff like that. <laughs> and we just we just eat that shit up. I mean, we're just like, we're like shoving it in our pie holes. So, you know, I, I really do see that happening. But anytime I can get Gendry with, without a shirt on, I'm here for it. So let's go to King's Landing and talk about what's going on there. Apparently, Kyburn, being the master of whispers or whatever he is in the, the Queen's hand, knows that Danny's one of Danny's dragons now belongs to the Night King. 
So he's got some good informers somewhere. Somebody's told him something. He tells uh, Cersei about that. I don't really care about that. I don't really care how he got the information. It's not really important to me. What is important to me is the part about Cersei basically being forced into having sex with Euron because he brought the Golden Company across the Narrow Sea. Dan? Yep. Do you really see Cersei being forced at this point in her in her in her game of thrones being forced into having sex with a dirty sea pirate? Oh boy. Great to answer this. I mean, I don't think it'll be forced. I think I mean the way the spoilers read, it's that he comes back, he says, I brought you an army. There's this really weird bit, by the way, in the spoilers where Cersei's upset he didn't bring elephants, which I'm looking forward to if that's true. Right, right. Um, <laughs> which would be funny. I mean, I, I don't think it's... It, it didn't read as forced. It read as, I brought my army, you promised me some sex, and she's like, fine. And then it happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't... We could talk about the ends and as a sexual politics for a while, but I, I don't... I dispute your... Uh, your characterization of it as forced. I think she does it because she thinks she has to to get the army she wants to do what she wants to do with it. Maybe that's kind of what I meant. I don't mean that he rapes her or anything like that. I'm just talking about she feels like she's got to to have sex with Euron and if she wants to keep her alliance. Well, because she did promise it to him. She did. So, she did. yeah, I think force is, is too strong a word. I think she probably just like... It, it, it probably is a little bit more like a chore... To her, um, you know, because she Plus, did she's prom- got the mountain there, and all she's got to do is like lift a finger, yeah, and, and the mountain's I, gonna kill everybody. So, I don't see anyone forcing Cersei to do anything at this point in the story. You know, I think at this point, she's gonna do whatever the hell she wants, good or bad, for the rest of the series, and nobody's gonna force her to do anything that she really doesn't want to or feel like you know would help her out in some sort of way. Uh, Fun, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. Let me ask you this question. This leak says that Fionn uh, knows that Euron has arrived at King's Landing and that Yara is with him. And so Theon basically rescues Yara. And then it doesn't make it's not made clear whether Yara goes with him, but he asks her permission if he can go north and fight for fight for Winterfell. Um, you buy that? Do you buy that Theon rescues Yara in episode one? Yeah, let's just get that shit out of the way. Like that's that's a storyline that um it's not bad, but it is very much a side story from you know Agreed. at this point we get, you know, we we had the scene, you know, you're a Stark, you're half Stark, half Greyjoy. We have all that. So he proved himself, he beat up that guy in the sand and and here we are. Let's let's save Yara, either bring her back or don't. Let's do this. Let's let's just move on. Yeah, so, yeah so I, I, hope, I, think, I hope that's the case. Yeah, because I think we get Theon at Winterfell. Well, at the Battle, at the battle of Winterfell, I think so. I we, think we saw yeah, those leaked, we saw those leaked photos of the uh, corpse blobs they had, right. and they were like House Greyjoy corpses. So yeah, so I think we wrap up. I think we do wrap up one way or another. He rescues her. Or she dies in the attempt or whatever. But I feel like Theon is at Winterfell at some point during that battle. So, okay. We've got... Oh, I also wanted to go back to the Cersei thing. In, in 
and, and there's there's two or three different threads on free folk who people who like I'm a native Spanish speaker and here here's how freaky lines it out. But in one of the threads, it says that um, Cersei makes a comment about having sex with Euron was like having sex with Robert. I would like to hear that. That would be fun. Like sick burn, sick burn, because we all know uh, that she hated having sex with Robert. So, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of a if we're, if we're doing a lot of callbacks from this season one, this would be another one of those one of those obscure callbacks. Like, oh yeah, I had I had to bang the pirate, but uh, it was basically like having sex with my 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 husband. So, anyway, um, that that they don't really have a lot going on. In King's Landing, besides the fact that, that Yara and, and Dion reunited, there's a rescue. Cersei uh, is presented with the Golden Company. She has sex with Euron. Um, also, uh, Dan, a character that's lacking in this leak is Jamie. Like, there's nothing about no. Jamie in this leak. No Jamie, no Melisandre. It's pretty much the two that I noticed. Yeah, right. um, they're not there. I assume he's making his way north. You know, there'll be one of those. Uh, that happens. Characters skip episodes all the time. It happens. So keep on galloping, Jamie. I'm sure you'll get there sooner or later. For episode but two. I hope they at least pan. I hope they pan to him, and it's like it has that um, making my way downtown. That's what I want. Is <laughs> him just walking, and and that happens. I mean, to me, that would be epic because that would be like, you know, it just it's like just him just you know, galloping around, just like, yeah, making my way downtown and uh, making my way down to Winterfeld. In my mind, that's exactly what should happen, which I know sounds stupid, but I, God, I want that to happen so bad. That would be amazing. But uh, to, to your point of, yeah, characters get certain episodes and they aren't in some episodes. um, Can we really afford not to see Jamie at this point? Like, I mean, like you think so? Absolutely. Yeah. If he doesn't have anything to contribute to the episode, we don't need to see him. Okay, well, I guess. I mean, and plus, obviously, this is not. This is just like the leaks for season seven. We don't know what the context is here. Maybe, maybe there is a shot of Jamie at the end of the crossroads or something. I'm maybe. opposed to uh, screen time quotas. I think it's a bad uh, way to go about it. Just, I think if you have a scene, the, you need a character to be there to do something to move the plot forward or to like develop. Fine, have it. If you don't like put a scene just to have it there, just to appease some, you know, person on a podcast, don't don't do it, HBO. <laughs> I know you're listening. Stay strong. I I could see them throwing in a, a little scene where Jamie and Bron like Bron catches up to Jamie on his way north. Sure, sure. It's no, nothing, you know, not five minutes of Jamie, but just. Bron catches up to Jamie. Where are you headed? I'm headed north. Well, fuck, I'm looking for a castle. And then we move on. You know what I mean? Yeah, Like, I, I don't think we'll see a lot of Jamie um, in the episode one way or another. But, yeah, I could see well, that. If he's not, if we don't see him, or if we if, if we don't see him at all in, in this episode, or if he's just briefly shown with Bron or, or anything like that, he's going to have screen time in, in episode two because he's got to present himself to John and Danny and pretty much, Plead his case to fight for the living, and because Brand and everybody, yeah, yeah, because out of all all the new um, members of the alliance that John's tried to put together to fight the dead, Jamie, once he gets to Winterfell, has the most to explain. Like, I don't know if Brand's going to reveal that Jamie's the one that 
throw him out of the tower. Or Bran just basically tells him, I know what happened. You know, like, gives him a little <laughs> signal, like, you know, step out of line, buddy. I know what happened. All I do is tell my big brother. He's right here. Like, so, Jamie uh, says, the things I do, and Bran finishes, for love, like a creepy little call and response thing we did a little bit last year. <laughs> yeah, like like the chaos is a ladder thing. But, yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, so we're back in the north, and... Um, Phone. This talks about Arya having uh being having a small reunion with the Hound, and that it's not really much. Basically, he he's not pleased that she left him on the side of a mountain with a broken leg, or with his bone sticking out of his leg. But um, would you kind of like want to see more out of a reunion with Arya and the Hound? Kind of like, hey, you're alive. I'm, I'm proud of you, uh, or, you know, something along the lines of, you know, the Hound's so eloquent, you know, I'm sure he could come up with something to say to Arya, but uh, are, do you need to see a reunion between the Hound and Arya? I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I think that their individual stories have more to go after a, a reunion, whereas, like, a reunion between Liana and Jorah, right? Like that that one's kind of got the upfront and then it's over. I think Arya and the Hound have more story ahead of them together before it's all said and done. So I don't think the reunion's going to be as important maybe as the ending. I got you. I think that I, I don't even have to have a reunion, but like maybe a head nod or a glad you're still alive type thing. But I think there'll be more, uh, it would be much more potent, I guess you as, as a word you could say, is if Arya saves the Hound during the Battle for Winterfell. Like maybe he's about to be attacked or killed and she comes in sure. and saves him, you know? Like that would be a good moment. Uh, I'm now thinking, what if during the Battle of Winterfell, Arya is injured? And is lying on the side of the road, and oh the hound god. could take her, but chooses to just leave. <laughs> oh my god, that why, would be amazing! Why are y'all implying that the hound is not going to be freaking happy to see Arya? I don't. Of course, because the hound I, is not happy funny. to see anybody. Yeah, was... but he, he, him, and Brienne had that moment where clearly he was happy to find out that Arya was safe and could take care of herself. So I just, I don't see any kind of, res- I mean, yeah, he's not going to like run up and grab her and spin around in the air while, you know, butterflies fly out of the snow. I guess that didn't really work. What? But, uh, yeah, I, I went with a metaphor and it just didn't work. So, but I, I just, I feel like he's going to be happy to see her, even if he's not super expressive about it. I don't think he's bitter towards her at all. And I think that that's going to be, I mean, that's one of the reunions I'm looking forward to the most after John and Arya. Huh. Interesting thought. I mean, yeah, I, I, wanted, I want it to be nice because you got reunions like uh, Tyrion and Sansa. I, uh, that just doesn't, that one doesn't have a whole lot of emotional weight for me. Like, like John and Arya obviously is the big one. That's top of the that's list. That's the one I need. I need that right. That's the that's number one, and then after that for me is is Arya and the Hound because they went through so much together. She, 
she had the hound on her list originally and then took him off it. He, you know, was begging her to kill her, kill him, and she didn't. And, you know, and then again, and like I said, in season seven, they, him and the hound and Brienne have that moment where clearly he is relieved slash happy that she is safe. And like Brienne says, that she can take care of herself now. So I feel like that's going to be, I don't think it's going to be tears, but I think that that for me is going to be one of the more emotionally powerful reunions that we're going to have. And we're going to have a freaking ton of them in the first episode. Yeah, I think we're going to be kind of mowed over by all the uh, reunions and all the emotions that's going to be hitting us in episode one and probably two as well. Um, Can I just say, I think that the you're, you're expecting some sort of emotional thing between the Hound and Arya. I think you're not going to get it. It'll, if anything, it'll be comical. No, no, no. Agreed. I'm not saying Agreed. I'm not saying they will have. I'm saying for me, okay. that'll be a, that's one I'm looking forward to. Like, no, I wouldn't I, be surprised yeah. if the exchange literally was like the, the hound, hound turns like, around and Arya standing there, and he's like, "Oh, so you lived?" And you know, like, she's like, "So did you?" Her on the shoulder or something like. No, I don't even think that. I think it would be words. It would be like, you know, so you lived. Oh yeah, you did too. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, whatever, and like that's it. just the end of it, it. You know, so I, no, yeah. that's going to be an understated one, but it, for me, that one will still be one of the ones I'm looking forward to. Okay, let's get to the last of this of this episode leak. This is supposed to happen at the very end of the episode. Tormund, Ed, and Beric are together at Castle Black, and the Night King attacks. Where, where the Night King brings his army to Castle Black, so apparently he's going. He's he's broken through Eastwatch. And they're going to go up the Castle Black and attack it. Um, which I don't know if it makes much sense, but whatever. Castle Black has been part of the show forever. It's got to either fall or stand. Something's got to happen at Castle Black, right? we got to get some, some kind of uh, ending to our story at Castle Black. But the, the big takeaway from this thing here is there's a weird message written on the wall in white white walker language or sign some kind of symbols or something and it's supposed to be intriguing to viewers like it's supposed to catch our attention and everybody's going to want to know what it is so dan i'm just going to ask you what possibly could the night king write on the wall that would be of any importance whatsoever or i've also seen it said in another thread that after he attacks the castle black, that the wall falls there as well. And then when the wall falls, the castle black, that's when the message is revealed. Mm-hmm. I, so there's something underneath the wall that's revealed. Yeah, this is the most intriguing and, and, and kind of the hardest thing to parse out of this because I, I'm with you. I've read a few different things and they never said the exact same thing. Like, I don't know if the message is on the wall, like the wall wall, or like the walls of the Castle Black, like the stone walls, or... I've never heard that at Crumble's thing before, that's new to me. I don't know. I'm definitely intrigued. I have no idea what it means, though. And I mean, I will say this, I disagree a little bit with you about it being weird that he's attacking Castle Black, because I think it makes sense that he would go for the Night's Watch, because remember, the the White Walkers have been fighting the Night's Watch for the past, like, few thousand years. It makes sense to me that even if his main target is further south, the first fucking thing he does when he gets south of the wall is, I am going after those nice watch Whoa, assholes. whoa, you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> my mother's dead. 
And, um, Man. Yeah, she's not, she's fine. That just happened. God. We can swear on the show, can't we? Yes, we absolutely can. Yes, you can. Early, okay. yeah. Earlier you said shoot or something, so I'm just right. a little taken back by the F-bombs. I mean... I'm trying to get into character as the Night King with a, a couple of millennia <laughs> of resentment against the, against the, the, the White Night's Watch. So it, it makes sense to me that he would go for Castle Black first. Yeah, like, there's ten guys up there, right? He's killed everybody else. Let's go kill, kill the ten guys at Castle Blood. But the ten guys he's been fighting for a couple millennia. Yeah, basically. Well, it also doesn't have to be the Night King himself, too. I mean, he could just send, like you said, there's, I don't know, what, 10, 15, 20, 50 guys there. I mean, he doesn't have to send. He could send one giant there. and Nope. Utter annihilation. The entire army. Yeah. Well, I mean, this leak specifically says the Night King is there. And and I could see that, but I think if there is something under the wall, it I don't think it'll be writing. I think it'd be their little symbol, the little spinny, you know what I mean? The thing where we saw with the heads in, right. in season one and then later um, at the tree when they made the Night King and all that stuff. So if it's anything, there's there's that that gets either burned into the wall or revealed through a crumble I could kind of see something like that, but this was the part of the of the leaks that made the least amount of sense to me. Um, it just it, it seems really out of character. Like, who's he leaving the mark for if he kills everybody? Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's it's doesn't make sense. It doesn't think it's no it one's seems, translated it quite right because it's, it's yeah never the and, same right. And maybe that's what it is. We're just not really. It, but to me, like. The Night King, like, after he kills everybody and then he, like, gets a can of spray paint and he puts his symbol, like, that just, I don't know, that so sounds really... Yeah, like, it just, the Night King the Night- was here. I don't... It, that whole part of it just... The Night King was Banksy the whole time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he flips the switch and the wall comes down and there's his symbol. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So maybe we're just not... It didn't translate the right way. Um you know, maybe he arranges the bodies of the Night's Watch on the ground or something in front of the wall or something like that. I could see that a little bit more. I what just... if it's a message, though? To who? Bran sees it. Bran sends his little crows out. He sees it. Maybe it happens after the wall crumbles. Bran sees it, and he learns something valuable. And well, like, to... What message is he saying? Hey, I'm the Night King? Well, Bran already knows necessarily... he's the Night King. This doesn't say that the Night King left the message. It just says there's a message there written on the wall. And, like, so it could be anything. If 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 if, it, if it's something that's revealed by the wall crumbling down, it could be something that we've always heard that even Uncle Benjamin said that there's ancient, symbols in, in, ancient right. spells and, were woven into the wall. So, and maybe that's that's true. I mean, I, I could see something like that. I definitely... But- I guess either way, what I'm saying is I think we're definitely missing some part of well, this. Okay, so this comes back to what we talked about last year, both when the season, pretty much the whole season leaked, and then, which last year isn't the best example because a lot of the stuff really was that dumb, but there was, <laughs> like, I think it was the guy that plays Sam once and was asked, like, you know, about spoilers and like what do you tell people when they ask for them and he's like well the whole problem with this show is that it's a fantasy show like at its it's it's you know full of these fantastic elements so if i was to tell you that like 
yeah, you know, this this girl, she gets three, like, dragon eggs that are, like, calcified as stone or whatever, and then she catches them on fire, and then dragons come out. And it's like, wow, that's stupid. <laughs> like, the whole show <laughs> can sound dumb in a vacuum. Like, if they were to describe, when they did describe, and, and we said it last year, then it happened, and it, and it was dumb. But they were like, yeah, the... The knights, the the Suicide Squad goes north to <laughs> wrangle up a white and bring it back down. We were like, well, that's stupid. And we were like, surely there'll be more to it than that. And, you know, there kind of wasn't. But, <laughs> but regardless, uh, the whole show is that way. If, you know, you were to tell someone a major plot point and didn't give them the X amount of plot development and scenes and things that led up to it it just sounds silly or like it's not a finished thought like when you say there's got to be more to this writing on the wall there almost assuredly is and it's we just don't that's the thing about these leaks is they're all high points you know it's it's the mountaintop of a scene not the walk up and and what game of thrones has always been about which is why it works it's why shows like game of thrones the really level like tier one shows work is that it's not just full of cool moments walking dead it's the things that got <laughs> you there that were just as good and just as important and when you reflect back like yeah everybody goes oh yeah you know uh battle of the bastards or hard home my favorite episode it's like really that like the the battle was your favorite thing i mean it's fun to watch but you're gonna t- it wasn't the build-up to, it wasn't like the 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 story arc of Ramsey coming to an end it was just the battle itself of course like it's, there's so much that happens in those episodes and it's going to be like that this season there's so much that is going to culminate that just these leaks aren't giving you a full perspective of the show so for example and and, and I know we're talking leaks so I'm just going to say it the mo- the biggest leak that I've seen that we've all talked about before uh is that Tyrion betrays everyone yeah Right, and it's like, that sounds bad, and you would ruin the show if Tyrion just did a 180 in his entire character arc. If that is how it's going to go down, they're going to have to do a lot of storytelling and building for that in a short amount of time, which is why I don't necessarily believe that's just what happens. So, like, that's, the show operates with way more of a build than just a moment, right? So, these leaks are just moments. And a lot of them don't make sense on their own or don't have enough around them to even have them be plausible. So, you know, I I don't know. I just these leaks to me, the reason I think they're so legit is that they are like somebody telling you about something they watched. You know, that joke John Mulaney has about the New York Post is just like somebody telling you the news that somebody else told them. (laughs) There's a perv in Queens. And, you know, like that's the headlines for the Post. That's what this feels like is somebody that got to see the show or is editing it told this guy the highlights and now he's telling us and he's leaving out maybe some key elements. That's a great point. I've always that thought that excellent summation. It is. It really is. I was going to go around and ask everybody what they thought about this and phone pretty much summed it up perfectly. Right. No one else needs to talk. It's just the Corey Thone show now, which Shut it down. Let's all go home. Pack it up. Isis, before we go, before we go, Isis, how do you feel about this? Isis is gone. 
she's gone. Is she? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I wasn't paying attention to that. She couldn't. She couldn't take any more of your bullshit. Wow, that was really mean, and you hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have feelings. You're right. I don't. Um, Dan, how do you feel about this? You think the whole thing, the whole, the whole, the whole episode leak. You think Freaky Doctor has got a, a real somebody giving him information? Has he? Is this is this a legit leak? Yeah, hundred percent. I would be shocked if it doesn't turn out to be true. Smith, how do you feel about it? Uh, I'm on the fence. I th- I think I think most of it will probably end up being true. I think kind of what. Stone said for five minutes straight, though, is that, yeah, we're missing just a few of the details. And that'll make, you know, like with a puzzle, you know, we don't have all the pieces. But I think, yeah, I think most of these are probably going to end up being correct. Your puzzle doesn't have any pieces. All right. Um, I mean, honest to God, like, nothing in the leak is that surprising anyway. I mean, I, 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 I don't think this. That's part. Is I mean, kind of a crazy thing. Honestly, though, that's part of the reason that has me on the fence, right? Is because there's nothing in here that maybe if, you know, if we all put our heads together, probably couldn't come up with ourselves, right? I mean, like Tyrion, Tyrion making a joke about Varus not having, you know, a stone and berries. Like, that, that's okay. Wow, shocking. You know what I mean? Or Arya and Gendry have some sexual tension. Again, shocking. Um you know, just there's nothing necessarily in it that that sounds too off the wall. So part of me is like, well, you know, maybe he's just guessing. But he does have the, this particular leaker does have the track record uh, of leaking all of season seven um, down to some pretty accurate dialogue. So I do lean more towards it, it being correct. Well, and, and I, I want to go back to a couple of our Take the Black episodes ago where Corey Phone said, you know, you know, we were talking about the trailer, and he said, you know that those pictures of Regal and Drogon flying through the north, they have been digitally doctored to remove Danny and John off their backs. It was and so obvious. It's so obvious. It's Avengers Endgame, except for HBO. Um, I'm very, very, and I, I want people to know that Corey Thone called it here first before we got this leak. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I'm hoping for the end that they haven't leaked, and I have to do this because we actually haven't made a reference tonight, is that during the Battle of Winterfell, at dawn, they look to the east, and there, <laughs> there is, are, is who, Theon? It is Theon. It is Theon. <laughs> Riding the elephants that were missing <laughs> that Euron kept himself. And they crash in and they save the day. So, oh, thanks for not letting oh, us no. get through a whole podcast ding, ding, without ding, a Lord ding. of the Rings reference. You're welcome. I really need to get like a a, a, a soundboard, a mixer, and just start like play the Lord of the Rings theme song every time we you know. Dun, 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 dun. So I'm gonna start doing that from now on. But uh, so too bad Isis wasn't here to give her thoughts on it. Oh, Isis, are you back? She was I back. I am. I no. I'm oh, here. Shit. I'm back. I was just listening in. Boom. Oh, shooky dooky. Now, what's up, Isis? Before we wrap up this episode of Take okay. the Black podcast, I want to ask you how you feel. Everybody's giving their thoughts. Is this a legit entire episode leak? Uh, does it make sense to you? Do you think it'll happen? How do you feel about it? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's a I don't I don't have any reason to doubt any of the stuff that he's saying. I mean, it's not like he's saying that boat sex is going to happen or the wall's going to fall. You know, uh, oh no, that was last year. Oh, oh, and no one believed those leaks either. Oh damn. Okay, so anyway, I I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying I think they're completely plausible um, and and for some of them I'm actually pretty much here for it and for others I've read fan fiction that kind of correlates with that so um, you know win-win so I'm, I'm totally down with it and, and I, I have no reason to not buy it okay you heard it here folks got first everybody ISIS is down for it so um that's going to be our episode for tonight. Thanks for listening. If you still stuck around long enough, I want to give a shout out once again to Kenny Adamo, uh, who always uh, stops in to, to uh, winners coming uh, take the black live on our Facebook page. Always is shouting out to myself or Corey Thone, Isis and Smith. So Kenny, we say hi once again to you. Thanks for listening. Um, Susie we'll Nunez on Twitter actually tweeted at me during saying we need more take the black during the the podcast. So I thought I'd nice. throw one out there too. <laughs> Very cool. So that's your shout outs for tonight. We'll be back uh, probably next week. We're gonna start doing this once a week again because we're gearing up. We're three weeks away from the Game of Thrones season eight premiere. I can't believe we're almost there. We're pretty excited about it. Oh, one more thing before we before we go. Phone, I want to ask you this because you're my TV guy. You're my you're you're my uh, film and TV guy. I trust you. Uh, HBO's got a two-hour documentary that will be airing the week after the Game of Thrones season eight finale, and it's about it's called Game of Thrones. What's it called, Dan? Um, something oh, about I forget for the watch. No, it's not for, it. Uh, the oh, uh, the, last watch. the last watch. The last watch. watch. Yeah. Game of Thrones: The Last Watch. It's a two-hour documentary on how they made season eight. Um, it, and, and, and some of, some of our commenters on when it was coming was like, thank you. Thank God, HBO, you're going to taper us off slowly. We can't go cold, cold Turkey on May 19th. How do you feel about this two hour documentary phone? You think it's a, you think it's a great, I mean, obviously it's a good idea for fans of the show, but to keep hanging on and showing us what's behind the scenes, are, would you watch a two hour documentary on how they made season eight? <laughs> Am I going to watch a two-hour documentary about Game of Thrones. I've sat here on a Thursday night for an hour and a half with you dum-dums just <laughs> chatting about shit that we don't even know if it's going to happen or not. Of course I'm going to watch it. You're going to uh, have a I, podcast about the documentary. Are you yeah, we me? will. We assuredly <laughs> will. We'll Absolutely. do a podcast about what we think is going to be in the documentary. And let me tell you right now, <laughs> if it's a two-hour documentary and I don't at least get – 20 to 30 minutes of blooper reels then i'm gonna be pissed i want those like early 2000s dvd extra blooper reels that we used to get on like the rat race dvd and all the rough downloads <laughs> and stuff i want an interactive menu screen like i want crappy bloopers with the beeps between cuts give me that and i'll be happy just like uh Amelia Clark trying to say her lines and laughing for 10 minutes straight. Yeah, that would be adorable. Well, that's it for tonight's episode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week uh, for, for myself, for Isis, for Corey Smith, Corey Thone, and our special guest, Dan Selfie. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back.
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.